Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So, how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io. Or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Stephen Miller. This is Richard Carthon. And you are watching Cryptocurrent Live. Um, we come on live every single week to help you get a better understanding of what's going on in the world of crypto. Um, but we are the team here at Cryptocurrent every single day. Richard, how are things going? Are you still um, frozen right now? I hope not. Uh, hopefully, y'all can hear and see me. But uh, everything should be coming through loud and good. Um, the world of crypto has been very interesting in this last week. It's another roller coaster since the last dump. Um, and since we talked about FUD, a lot of positive things going on. And we'll dive into a couple different articles going on. But how about you? How are you doing so far this week? Well, I'm doing great. As I always like to say on here, it's another great day in crypto land. But a lot of exciting stuff is going on. And we've got a great show ahead for you today. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about the current uh, Walmart and Litecoin fiasco that was going on in the news. A little bit about um, Solana, our good friend Cardano. And we'll also be getting into some audience Q&A in the later part of the show, hopefully, and share a little bit about some upcoming events um, that we have going on in the cryptoverse. So let's go ahead and jump into this thing quick, Richard. Um, now that you are officially unfrozen, um, can you take us into a little bit of this Walmart and Litecoin fake news? Absolutely. So for everyone who missed it, um, also, if you didn't know, um, if you are not part of our Telegram channel, we highly recommend it because we send these things live. And this is one of the things that I shared this past week. So there was this abrupt news that the Litecoin um, basically went on this giant run. And it was because Walmart, quote unquote, announced a partnership to make online shopping easy. Um, that was absolutely um, trying to buy the rumors. So this was put on pretty much all the outlet, major outlets that were out there. I mean, one of the larger uh, companies out there, Zero Hedge, reported on it. And then if you notice the timestamp, this was roughly 8.37 a.m. Now, fast forward literally an hour and a half later, um, they also went out and put out a blog post and then went up and edited. And what does it say now? Um, Litecoin dumps. Crypto slides after Walmart confirms Pressly was fake. And again, that was all within about an hour and 30 minutes. So this goes back to the importance of when you hear news or when you find something Validate it. Don't just go blindly by. Don't just absolutely straight digging into something just because. Do your research. Make sure that the information that's coming out is legit. Um, a while back, um, we reported um, back when we were on Clubhouse about how Amazon um, was uh, reportedly uh, going to get into crypto. Turns out they came out and denied all of that as well. They actually started up the pump from Bitcoin being around 30,000 all the way back up to close to 40. So uh, news can do a lot of good and bad. Um, it made Litecoin absolutely jump and then absolutely dump um, in a matter of, of time. So that is what the article that I want to bring to your attention. And also just a reminder, make sure you're doing your research before you just straight money blindly. Steve, um, what is the uh, the article that you want to share with everyone this week?
Sorry, guys, I guess we were having a little bit of technical difficulties over here. Um, but Richard, I was trying to ask you whilst I was apparently muted, um, what you think is the current prognosis for Litecoin now that we've gotten past some of this fake news? Um, back to square one. I mean, if you look at what's been going on in the space, they haven't been having a whole lot of major news like that kind of going on. But all the same, if you look at Michael Saylor, who's been buying a ton of Bitcoin, guess what? He also has a giant bag of Litecoin. So there are are still some indication that Litecoin can get back to all-time highs, still have a very solid year. Um, this just wasn't... This could have been that first like leg going back to that point. This was kind of a gut punch. Um, I think it might take a little bit longer to potentially get there, but that's my initial gut reaction. What about you? My initial feeling is this. Litecoin is still a really functional product. It works well for what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be a faster version of Bitcoin. That's why people call it Bitcoin Silver. Um, but when I think about the long-term prognosis for Litecoin is I think we're going to see it run here shortly. It had a really optimistic run. Let's call it that. Before the crash in like late April, early May. And when I think about how the news operates around this sort of stuff, as we are ramping up in the market right now, I think Litecoin has a big opportunity to bounce back off of it. So I think that we, yes, we saw an initial pullback. But to your point, I think that while it may seem like there's a lot that needs to happen, I think there's just as good of a chance that we end up seeing Litecoin start to run here in the next couple of weeks. Because, I mean, look, some people say like there is no such thing as bad press. This is the thing that's going to get people looking at Litecoin again, right? So that's kind of my take on it. Um, but to your early, earlier um, segue, let's move into the next piece of news. Our next piece of news today. Um, is going to start with Solana. So one of the things that I really find hysterical in the world of cryptocurrency is how it's such a tech-driven space, but every single person in it always seems to forget that technology has bugs. And we always forget this. Like, There is never going to be a perfect blockchain from day one, except for Cardano. We'll talk about that later. But when you look at Solana, People were so high on Solana through the last like month and a half because it started pumping out of control. Why was it pumping out of control? Because if you look at this tweet that Solana published through their status channel, their mainnet beta was experiencing intermittent instabilities today. Basically, it started and it, it, the engineers were put in a position where they had to investigate the issue all the way through. This is a project whose mainnet is not live. Yet you want to tell me they are going to shoot up the ranks without any type of hindrance. The same sort of thing happened with Cardano. Bugs were found prior to Alonzo and it pulled back. But the truth is, when you look at these types of projects, you got to like, take a step back for a second and give them a little bit more credit because bugs happen and people need to start acknowledging that more. Um, no project is going to be perfect, but they can fix any of these little bugs that come up. And I'm sure Solana will bounce back off of it. But for my real news, I wanted to turn over to two really awesome pieces today that came out. Um, one of which was Ernst & Young, which is a huge enterprise um, business, announcing that they're going to integrate with Polygon and basically utilize the Polygon network to scale their own blockchain operations. This is the first of two that we're going to call out today. The reason why I want this in your attention is because we are now starting to see massive scale enterprise players jumping into blockchain, jumping into crypto in just these little ways. Not necessarily saying that Ernst & Young is going to drop their own coin or their own token in the near future, but to sit here and be like, holy shit, Ernst & Young is in. That's a really big deal. I mean, they're, I believe, a Fortune 500 company still. But bigger than that is the news that Google has taken its first massive step into powering blockchain-based Web3 today. This, in my opinion, may have been the news of the day. So basically in this article, um, they're speaking about how Google has decided to partner um, with the Flow blockchain, um, which is produced by Dapper Labs, um, the company that's behind NBA Top Shots, CryptoKitties, and a whole bunch of other um, super fun NFT projects that are online uh, to effectively help them scale their blockchain. Um, it's going to be an incredible partnership from what I understand. And if you are big in the NFT space or you think that you want to 
back a project like Flow, there could not be better news for you. Like if I was a Flow investor prior to today, I'm sitting here looking at this, basically just wetting myself saying, oh my God, I now have so much money. Because if you see Google attached to any project, right? Like they're going to sh- they're gonna skyrocket. So I don't want to be too much of a moon boy on this, but I am very optimistic about the amount of enterprise America that's starting to enter this space. Um, I think that's super encouraging. So Richard, what is your take on it? I'm, I'm really curious to hear where you come from. Yeah, and um, not to jump too far ahead, it's a it's a main reason why a big contender uh, of of one of my potential bets later has everything to do with what's being built on this on this blockchain. First of all, Polygon kind of got put on my radar at the beginning of the year, back when it was worth um, you know right around two cents. And what they were trying to accomplish, these are one of the teams. When you go back to why you would potentially go to invest in a potential crypto uh, project, you go and look at their team their roadmap and are they executing on a couple of those different things and, and ultimately what are they trying to accomplish and this is one of the few teams who's technically sound and has absolutely been delivering on timelines and things that they're trying to accomplish and their partnerships are continuing to multiply um, in addition to that so again you know this year i believe yeah, it was right around 10 cents got away up to two cents at one uh two dollars at one point now we're back around like 120 right now there's a lot of reason for that there's there's a reason why that multiplier is around 10 to 20x right now. It's Polygon are, is doing the right things and they have a lot of right things in the pipeline. And anything that is trying to collaborate within that um, that blockchain sphere, they're, they're going to be set up for success. So, I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's a pretty exciting time to be involved with that um, different, with that community. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're going to see develop more and more throughout the, like the upcoming. Um, weeks and months that we have ahead during this cycle. Real quick on that exact thought, there's been a lot of talk lately across the cryptoverse on what exactly we have left in this cycle. Um, there is the elongating cycle theory. There's the micro cycle theory. Where do you currently stand on that? Do you think that we're going to be making it further along than was earlier projected? Or are we still in line with stock to flow? I think the timeline has been... Extended, so a lot of people and what we, my, myself and you, we have even spoken about was looking at the timeline of around end of September, October of when people potentially look to profits, and we could be seeing the first start of going potentially into a bear. I think that has been extended now to looking around December, January. That's where a lot of um, TA and, and other thing, uh, other types of models are, are, are pointing to, and. Another thing to kind of keep in mind is that there's a lot of different things at play that could have the market absolutely go on this slingshot ride up. Um, one of them being uh, the potential Bitcoin ETF that should be launching around November. Um, news like that, as well as just based on the amount of money that's been flowing into the disparity between uh, Bitcoin and the rest of the market, we're seeing Bitcoin dominance absolutely be getting to not be a thing anymore. It used to be the determining factor of where the market was headed. And we're starting to see that not be the case nearly as much. Um, We're still at a $2 trillion market cap. And I think we still have an opportunity to see it get to anywhere from three to four um, in the next couple of months, uh, which would be drastic increases in a lot of different projects that are out there. So that's what I'm kind of aiming for. I'm looking to uh, aggressively still be looking at different projects I can be getting into. And I'm going to be reevaluating probably closer to November, December before I really think about you know taking some significant profits. But that's what I'm presently looking at. How about yourself? You know, I, I like to buy more so into this whole microcycle theory. I think that as crypto is going to develop further now, we're going to see essentially, you know, the NFTs have their moment. You're going to see DeFi have its moment. You're going to see Web3 have its moment. And they're kind of going to blend together from here forward. I mean, we're going to have these moments where the market's pulled back and that's going to be because Bitcoin is in its cycle. But I think by the end of next cycle, we're going to see a complete separation. We're going to see Ethereum, Cardano, and all the Web3 platforms start to act more independently of Bitcoin. Um, So I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch it develop going forward. Um, But 
in any event, let's carry this thing on. Um, we are about to enter into one of our favorite segments on this show. But before we do, do us a favor, make sure that you're subscribed to the show and also click that like button for us. We'd really, really appreciate it, guys. Um, it helps us beat that algorithm and get in front of more um, users who need to start understanding more about the cryptoverse. But again, you can connect with us by subscribing, making sure you hit the bell as well so you can get notified whenever we go live. It's somewhere around there. Richard's just going to keep dancing and pointing and stuff. But um, let's go ahead and dive into our favorite segment, Crypto Decrypted, where today we are going to be breaking down some really exciting stuff that came out over the weekend, which you may have heard of. Cardano has officially um, launched its hard fork combinator event, and we are officially on the Alonzo mainnet. That means that as of today, Cardano and all of um, the people who have loved it, and even those who have denied that it is real, can all eat crow because it is 100% real. And it is not a ghost chain. You can write smart contracts. You can officially launch NFTs. It's a full-fledged blockchain now. They can do whatever they want. And of course, they're going to have these moments where they find glitches, they find bugs of their own, but they've tested. And they've tested rigorously through the last three months. So Richard, where do you want to start this thing today? Do you have a specific um, point that you want to dig into first on Cardano? I mean, the first just with breaking news of it launching. I mean, there's a lot of directions we can go. But the first that this has been a gigantic buildup. Again, for, for people who don't necessarily know about uh, Cardano and how a lot of crypto projects typically launch, um, usually they have an underlying project. So once you have a cryptocurrency that comes to the market, um, they have what's called either like an ICO initial coin offering, IDO initial DEX offering, IEO initial exchange offering, a lot of different ways that you enter the market. Now, Cardano's been in this space for quite a while, for a few years, and they don't actually have a product. Typically, once an ICO happens, you put on a roadmap. Within like the first one to three months, you typically have some sort of beta that you can point to and say like, hey, we have this thing um, that we're building. And if they don't, they put in the roadmap specifically, hey, it's going to take X amount of time before we have the project. But we're using the money that we're raising from our ICO to be able to fund, get the team, etc. to go and build this really cool thing. Well, years later, Cardano has finally had its moment, right? And it's been a giant buildup. That's why we saw Cardano earlier in this year when you could have got in around, I believe, like what, 30, 40 cents all run up all the way. It's almost $3. Um, so almost um, an, a 10x uh, within a, 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 a few months, all because of the hype around this exact moment. So we're now here. I just wanted to give that background, that, that context before we kind of dive into now, kind of now what, right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the now what is what is most important. Because that's all behind us. That is the past of Cardano. It is one that has been written on hours and hours of research and tons of collaboration behind the scenes. But I think that that's going to ultimately be the thing that propels this project forward. Now, I would like to go ahead and call everybody's attention to the Cardano chart first while we just start to dive in here. In the time that we've had um, Alonzo Live, We've literally been looking at where you see this line forming on the chart right now. It's been since right about there. So you can see that at the time of the launch, Cardano was trading at $2.60. Today, we are currently trading at $2.41. Now, what have we told you all along with you know how many different live streams we've run and different clubhouse rooms that we've run? What we keep telling you is, is that there's this cycle within crypto. Buy the rumor, sell the news. This is exactly what's happening, guys. It's a bunch of FUD that's being thrown out there to encourage people to sell, but it's also a lot of people that have been in from when Richard was talking about buying in at 15 cents, 30 cents, and taking profit. Because ultimately, taking profit in this space is what we all need to be doing more of. Um, it's the way that we're going to protect ourselves from downside risk in, um, on long term. But this is officially real. So once that news broke, we started to see the downtrend. I'll bring it out to the 14-day for, for us real quick. Come on. There we go. So this is exactly where we were when we saw the fall off. Now, for those of you that are TA um, optimistic, 
You can see that we're still maintaining this $2.40 level right now. That's kind of acting as our support. I would say this is probably going to be one of our last opportunities to start really profiting in Cardano. Reason is, I don't think we're going to see 240 for much longer here. All of the projects that have been building on Cardano in the like back end for the last three months to a year, all of those projects, Giro Wallet, Charlie 3, um, Unvest, there are tons, Card Starter, they're all, Starter. they're all absolutely built out and ready to bridge. When they bridge over, they're going to be taking with them millions of dollars in market cap from what, what they were building on Ethereum. So it's all going to move over to the Cardano blockchain. So to me, I think that that is fantastic news if you're you know, in it right now. You're not too late to get in. Uh, but that's one big piece of this picture. There's a whole lot more to cover. The next thing is, is that you've actually got a lot of players out there that are starting to take Cardano seriously. This was published um, earlier today from The Motley Fool, who is one of the biggest um, financial writing um, superpowers out there right now. Most of what they publish has been uh, deemed credible by um, industry experts. They occasionally publish stuff that like is on the verge of being correct, but then they have, end up publishing after the fact um, a retraction to just correct. Um, but most of the time, you can count on the, Mot the Motley Fool. The fact that they're writing today about Cardano is a big encouraging factor to me. But on top of that, you also have the encouragement of mainstream media starting to pick up Cardano. Richard, with what you're seeing, do you think that we are only months away of Cardano becoming a household name or are we on the precipice of it right now? I think we're there. I mean, it's number three market cap and there's a lot of people who genuinely don't know, I would say, a significant amount of the crypto space. Or I always try to take a pulse based on like what friends and family who aren't heavily involved in the crypto space, um, what, they're, what they're talking about or what they're asking me about, right? And... Cardano comes up the most. It, I want to say it makes me mad, but like it's it's curious to me because I'm always like, why why is this the one that you're you're hearing about? And it goes back to the concept of what I've spoken about in previous clubhouse sessions about when new exchanges or when people come to new exchanges, so like a Coinbase, um, a Crypto.com, um, etc. They try to go after some of the, the more quote-unquote popular cryptos, but are still within their quote-unquote price range. And so a lot of people were like, oh, well, if Cardano is one of the top 10 and it's still $2 and the rest of these are like way more than that, I should probably get into this one. So without really understanding that you can buy fractional uh, amounts of crypto or et cetera, people just see that and they try to think, oh, well, if it's at this, I think it could get to this in X amount of time. I'm going to get that one. And it feels it feels safer for whatever reason because you're like oh well if I put in a hundred dollars for something that's worth two dollars and it goes up great if it doesn't you know whatever I, I'm I'm out but like for a Bitcoin you're like oh well if I go buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin then like you know even if it goes up by three thousand dollars you know it's not gonna do as much it's it's a perception thing when they run the numbers it's different but like it's truly a perception type of, of deal. And and like you said, more news coverage is coming around Cardano as well with the lead up um, of this. So that's why I think because of just people's perception of it being an opportunity and something worth getting into if you're going to get in the world of crypto, that's why I think more people are turning to it because of everyone knows Bitcoin, everyone knows Ethereum. Uh, people even know Litecoin, but it's like it's it's a little bit more digestible for me as a potential new investor to spend uh, $2 per coin um, as opposed to 100, uh, $150 or $3,000 or $50,000, right? It's an it's a, it's a easier pill to swallow. So I think that's kind of why it's positioned to even still continue to thrive. And I, I would agree with you on that. I think that the one thing that more investors need to start adopting in their own mindset when it comes to investing is that it's all about percentage of investment. Like... That, but you're right. Like the very early investors are going to think this way. They're going to think it's a lot more palatable to get into a, a lower cost coin. But realistically, 
it's like the idea of like what weighs more, a pound of feathers versus a pound of gold. Exactly. Right? Like you, it's percentage-based investing. If you invest $3,000 in Cardano and you invest $3,000 in Ethereum, ultimately your hope is that that $3,000 is going to grow by orders of magnitude. You can't like think of it as in, oh, my $3,000 got me X amount of tokens versus this fraction of a token because 3000 in Ethereum wouldn't buy you a full Ethereum today. But ultimately, it's about how much growth that project undergoes at that time. So on the note of that growth, let's move into our next great example about the Cardano network. And that is this amazing chart that's been put out by Cardians. Um, this was updated last on the 31st of August. But it gives you your first look into the projects that are already either partnered with or are building on the Cardano blockchain. Guys, for a project that looked or was hailed as a ghost chain up until Friday of last week, this is incredible. They are hitting every single part of an, a blockchain ecosystem that you would want to see represented. You have big-time projects helping them out with building oracles. You have big, big names helping them within the wallet space and even in lending. As you look at this chart, Richard, what projects are immediately called to your eye? Because when people are starting to look at this ecosystem and where some of the attention needs to go, it's always good to have an insider's perspective as to what projects should immediately have your attention. So the ones that immediately call to me. There's there's a few. So lending, it's Nexo, um, just with a lot of great people within that. Um, another one being uh, Cardstarter, and that's under the launch pads. You're seeing a lot of projects that are starting to emerge um, from that. Um, just going over to Stasis, stablecoins are going to always be important in this space, especially when bearish times come. Um, so uh, that's another one to watch out for. Matrix swap with derivatives. People love derivatives. People want to go and be able to multiply the money that they put in. Um, it's already have it. It just launched this past week. It's already up um, tremendous amount. Like that's a, a good one to watch. And another one's just Charlie Three. I mean, if you're not looking at Charlie Three, that's that's one to be looking at. Just from the pure amount of development that's going into it and uh, partnerships that have been going in as well. And I mean, Treasure is another one, Atomic Wallet. I personally use uh, Atomic Wallet. I think it's awesome. They have some really good um, APYs that you can put on there as well and um, been enjoying that. But those are the ones that initially stick out to me. What about you? What are some some of the ones that are sticking out to you? So I want to make sure that I give a, a quick disclaimer to the audience. You got to understand there has been no project I've been higher on. Okay, Cardano is a massive deal to me. I think it's going to be a game changer, not just in Africa, but like around the world. Um, and outside of these projects that Richard's already talked about, there are some other ones that you really should keep your eye on. Um, reason is, they are getting immediate support from the Cardano Foundation over at IOHK Global. Sorry, IO Global, because it's input output global. Um, and at the same time, they've also been incubated during this, um, this period where the Alonzo upgrade was being beta tested. So in lending, my eye immediately goes to Meld. Meld Finance is going to be doing some really ridiculous things um, and have a couple of really big announcements coming shortly, according to what I've heard. Um, that I can't actually speak to at this stage of the game. But you also have um, over here in the stablecoin category, this is the one that's got my attention the most. And this it's so lame because again, I think that there's nothing sexy about stablecoins. There right. isn't, right? It's intended to be stable. When I get excited about a stablecoin, you know that something is really exciting. And that is the fact that AGUSD is going to be the stablecoin that's brought out by Emergo and the Cardano, the Cardano Foundation. They've done so much research to create an actual algorithmic stablecoin that does not fail. When AGUSD comes out, I suspect that we're going to see that be 
an absolute powerhouse with so many people converting USDC and USDT over to AGUSD. That's going to be very legit. Um, other really big ones within this ecosystem that you're seeing on screen, I'm huge on Gira Wallet in the wallet space. I think that they're currently building out one of the most robust... Um, it's not even really a wallet. They're really aiming to be a DeFi integrator. They want to be the place where you can interface more comfortably as like an end user with DeFi applications. Um, so that's really big. You already mentioned Charlie 3, but I think that Ergo is another one that people need to be taking very seriously. They take a very novel approach to rolling out oracles through pools. Um, so it's pooled knowledge sets that are returning data. Um, very cool stuff. And one of my favorites, um, honestly, it got a little bit of play a while ago, but I want to call people's attention to it now, and that's Somi. Somi is really, really incredible. They're trying to be one of the first um, decentralized social networks on Cardano. And they're doing things in a really unique way where they've issued this SAT token, which is basically going to pay any of the users on Somi for their advertising attention. So basically, if you see an ad serve to you, you're going to get paid out in this SAT token. Um, so effectively, you're being rewarded for your attention here going forward. Um, the way that social media and the internet should be, in my opinion. But of course, like, I've, it, it kind of sounds familiar to a basic attention token, huh? Kind of around that premise. Yeah, very similar to it. Um, I think the big difference is that that is looking at the entirety of the browsing experience, and Somi is really focused on the social experience. Gotcha. So, just to, like a very slight tweak, but it's a really good comparison. Uh, the last two that I would point you out point your attention toward is in the other category, Iagon. Iagon is a decentralized computing play. Um, it's going to be very interesting. And World Mobile Token is going to be an absolute game changer with decentralizing um, Wi-Fi networking and um, broader scale networking for uh, telecom. Just out of curiosity... Um, because I, I think at one point or another, Richard, you said that you were looking at getting into World Mobile. Did you end up uh, pulling the trigger there or no? I did not. But something that just pulled my attention, sorry to just divvy from that for a moment, is under payment Celsius. Celsius is probably one of my more favorite things that I'm presently in just because the APYs that they present are awesome and they pay weekly. So if that is not on your horizon, check that out. You, you, you might really enjoy that. Yep, that's a good point. Um, the only other thing is this. I would be thinking about if you're looking into getting into some of these smaller projects as they're developing, think about the comparison to the Ethereum blockchain, right? If on Ethereum, one of the biggest DeFi mechanisms is a DEX, Cardano is going to need a DEX, right? On Ethereum, a lot of people would argue that Uniswap is the DEX of choice. So right now, there's going to be this massive battle for control of like which DEX is the top DEX. I would tell you that the attention right now is on um, Sunday Swap, ADAX, and where did you go? I just saw you. Oh, there you are. Yay Swap. These three, in my opinion, have a, a bit of a head start and they have a really solid funding and backing and like great teams behind them. Um, but... Typically speaking, one, two, or three are going to come out on top. And that's where I would start putting my attention towards. Oh, wait, no, no, it wasn't Yay Swap. It was Card Swap. There it is. Um, Card Swap is the one that's backed by Card Starter, which you saw up here in the launchpad space. So, looking to the future, Richard, what do you think is going to be the linchpin for this project to really get up and off the ground? Do we need to start seeing deeper proof? Um, or is there something that we can, I guess, look forward to that will launch this thing into the stratosphere? So I think it's going to be... There's a few things that need to continue to happen for Cardano to thrive. If you look at the quote-unquote ETH killers that are out there. There are these other platform-esque type of 
uh, decentralized platforms um, outside of ETH, right? So you have Cardano, uh, Solana's kind of taking the limelight. You have Dot, you have Cosmos, and a, and a few others. So uh, Cardano is, is one of those plays. And of all the players out there, they just launched. And so now they have something that's going to be more readily utilized. It's going to be how can they continue to scale from here and how do they minimize the different issues that they had? So for example, you brought up Solana today. It crashed a little bit today because um, of networking issues and other stuff like that. It's still technically in its beta. Cardano is in its beta. As these projects are launching on Cardano and are continuing to evolve, how fast can they scale up? How do they start to take some of that market share away from a Solana, an Ethereum, a DOT, some of these others. And it's all going to be based on performance of the blockchain, congestion, and fees. So one of the main reasons right now why ETH, why people are getting away from ETH going to places like Solana and and Cardano are are exploring these is that gas fees are insane. And we I know we talk about this almost every week, but I got to bring it back up. Gas fees, so basically to do a transaction, to do certain actions on the Ethereum blockchain, you're you're spending anywhere from fifty to five hundred dollars per transaction, which is absurd. Imagine if you went to the bank and they said for you to pay this thing, that's going to cost you fifty to five hundred dollars. You wouldn't do it. You'd leave. Like you wouldn't think twice. You would get out of there. So, if Cardano can be able to have that kind of ecosystem where things are, are being done on top of it. And when you're using one of these DEXs or when you're doing transactions to be able to play one of these NFT games or whatever, and the transactions are minimal, we're talking cents, that's immediately going to give them a leg up and get more people to buy into their ecosystem. So for me, that's what I think is going to be most important now that they actually have um, a, a blockchain that people can be on. But w- what about you? What do you think is essential to all this right now? There's one word that I think stands above all else. And do I think that we're going to see it in this cycle? I don't. But I think that the game changer for Cardano comes with the word interoperability. We've already started to see it in play. But even Charles Hoskinson came out in recent weeks saying that interoperability and creating an internet of blockchains is going to be the future. So to me, I think that we're going to see IO Global, Input Output Global, start developing more in that type of mindset as we go into the Voltaire era after Gogan, um, which again, the projects themselves are divided up into different development phases. After smart contracts came in for Cardano, that began the Gogan era. And now development's going to start on the Voltaire era. Um, important to just spell that out for our audience. But... We're starting to already see that cross-chain integration is already on the horizon because even today, Giro Wallet made the announcement that they're officially integrating with Donkey Finance, which is insane because also Donkey Finance is rooted on the Ethereum network. If that's going to be the future and we're going to be able to see these different ways of interfacing between blockchains and these early commitments to do so, I can't help but be excited, right? Like there's so much opportunity in that. And projects like Cosmos and Polkadot are trying to lead the charge in interoperability. But I think that partnerships with these blockchain projects are going to be the thing that sets it apart in the future. And Cardano has proven time and time again to want to do that, to want to work with others and make, you know, these bigger research findings on how they can like implement it best. Um, that to me is going to be the game changer in the future. But look, guys, that's going to wrap up our Crypto Decrypted for today on Cardano. If you could do us a favor, if you enjoyed that Crypto Decrypted, drop a comment, let us know what you thought. If you have questions, concerns, thoughts, um, you think that Richard said something really intelligent versus me saying something that was less intelligent, let us know in the comments because we, we want to hear from you. Um, so... With that said, let's move into our final segment for today, um, our big time favorite on Tuesday's show, and that is blockchain bets. In blockchain bets, we like to break down three specific rounds of picks within the crypto world that we think have high upside across the next week. And then we typically will 
go back and we will evaluate who actually had the better performance across the last week. Because Chris lost this past week, we've decided to vote him off the island this week. So you're not going to hear from Chris this week. Instead, you're going to get Richard picking first. And we're just going to bat this thing back and forth like it was a tennis match. So let's start with the large caps. Our large caps, we define it as any project in the top 25. Richard, what project do you think has the most upside in the large caps this week? You brought it up in today's article and I kind of hinted to it earlier. I'm going with Polygon Matic. Um, again, big news. It's it's getting to get way more collaborations. Uh, more of these larger corporations are starting to utilize its blockchain. The horizon is very bright for Polygon Matic. And that is why I am making that choice. What is your first pick? My first pick this week is something we also brought up earlier. Um, I'm going to be going with Litecoin. Now, before, any, before anybody gives me any type of flack for this decision, I would like to make sure that I point this out. Yes, I hold Litecoin. That is not the reason I'm making this call. I'm making this call because I personally believe that the amount of crap that Litecoin got across the last three days has affected its price volume without consideration to how decent of a cryptocurrency it is. It's stable. It's functional. They delivered on Mimblewimble. And it is a functional cryptocurrency that is faster than Bitcoin and is currently in use globally. I personally think that it got hit too hard. It overcorrected on that Walmart news. And I think that we're going to see it not only recover in the next um, week, but we're going to see it shoot higher because some good news or some bad news is still news. I think that that's going to get Litecoin back in the light. Pun very much intended. So for our mid cap, Richard, what is your mid cap choice this upcoming week? And those mid caps are anything from projects ranked 25 to 100. So my week, my choice this week is Helium Network. So Helium's a project that is uh, very near and dear to me. I think it's amazing. They are basically providing Wi-Fi to the world, our our uh, low range um, internet service, if you will, um, to keep powering that global. Um, Internet of Things, if you will. So what I think is happening right now, slash what I know is happening, is you're seeing an absurd amount of helium miners start to hit the market. And because of that, you're starting to see um, mining rewards drastically be hit. And you're seeing the rewards starting to go down. So for it to keep being worth miners' time, price has to appreciate. Otherwise, you're going to just start seeing a lot of the orders for new miners start to just stop and people are going to say, keep it. Or it's still got to be profitable for the miners that are going out into the system. So whole point being is that um, I think in this next week, I think we can see the price continue to go up. It's been fluctuating somewhere between $18, $25. Um, I think we hopefully break through that $25 mark and we go towards new all-time highs. So that's my pick. What you picking this week? So I'm going to pick one that's completely contrary to my first pick. I'm going to go with Theta Network. To me, Theta Network is the YouTube of blockchain. And in a lot of ways, it's trying to be the decentralized content delivery network. Content is king. That's the way the world works today. Theta Network is known for having some of the best content on the internet already in the blockchain space and in the decentralized world. But I think that they've been disrespected lately. I don't think there's nearly enough news coming out about it. And that to me says that something's coming. And when I start to get that type of feeling, the rumor mill starts churning in my head. And that's, that to me says that there may be a really good reason to speculatively be buying on Theta Network right now. Um, so again, it contradicts my point on Litecoin. Um, but again, buy the rumor, sell the news. That's where I, get, that's where I come from on it. So let's move into our small caps or our micro caps. Anything that's past 100 on down into um, the thousands. What is your micro cap pick this week? So my micro cap pick has everything to do with the Solana ecosystem. Um, Solana, even though it is correcting right now, I think it's still going to be an absolute beast. And especially in this bull cycle, it's going to continue to just absolutely explode. One of those things that we talked about earlier um, that Steve actually brought up is the importance of DEXs. So once you are on an ecosystem, the ability to buy and trade uh, different 
uh, cryptos um, on said um, chain. And one that is on the Solana chain is called Aldrin. So it used to be called um, Cryptocurrencies AI, but it rebranded to um, Aldrin. And so it's the Rin token. Um, and it is one to be looking out for. Um, I've, I've been watching it very closely. Uh, it's been this last week, it had a, a little bit of a hit, but overall, since launching, it is um, doing very well. So I think it is due to have a pretty substantial next week. And what is your final call for the week? I really like the call for Aldrin, by the way. I just want to make sure that I'm giving that compliment and, you know, facing up my opponent with respect. Um, I think that. Cryptocurrencies AI had the wrong branding before. And as somebody who comes out of the branding world in my past life, I really do believe that that rebrand was absolutely necessary for them to be moving forward. It was just too generic. They needed to separate themselves a little bit further. So I like Aldrin as a pick. Um, my microcap this week is a project called Moon River. It is the first step towards a bigger project called Moonbeam. Moon River is going to be deployed on the Kusama network. And it's essentially the first bridge from Ethereum into Kusama. And also when Moonbeam launches, because again, Kusama is the test net for Polkadot, Moonbeam is going to be the bridge from, Eth from Ethereum. I nearly, for some reason, was going towards Asana. Um, it's going to be the bridge from Ethereum to Polkadot. It's imperative that this starts to work and the testing is functional. But frankly, this is the biggest deal there could be for Polkadot and Ethereum um, connecting. It's a really, really big deal. And to me, Moon River is still extremely small. It just launched in like the last two weeks, I believe. And it's going to be light years ahead, whether it takes off in the next week or it takes off in the next month. But I'm hoping that on a recent pullback, Moon River delivers in the next week. So look, guys, that brings uh, blockchain bets to a close. You had Polygon, Litecoin, Helium, Theta Network, Aldrin, and Moon River this week. If you decide to follow up with how we did, let us know um, through Twitter as to whether or not you think that we gave you good picks. You've got our handles on screen. Or you can also go ahead and follow us up at the um, handle above at underscore cryptocurrent underscore. There it is. So let's make a couple last, last second announcements while we wrap this one up. There are a couple really big events coming up in the crypto space throughout the next week that we would like to make sure that you're on your radar. The first of which is Digital Asset Summit, which is taking place in New York today and tomorrow. You also have um, DYDX, which is a, um, a DEX competitor to QuickSwap on the Polygon blockchain. They just listed on Kraken today. And then KuCoin is going on an absolute listing parade through today and tomorrow. Um, listing some of my favorite projects. And I know that we've had a couple of these on the show, um, including those of Hedera Hashgraph, Elrond, Flow, Persistence, and NKN. These are all really, really big ads for KuCoin. Um, I would not be shocked in the slightest if we see KuCoin's um, KCS token also going up in line with that. It's going to bring a lot more volume onto their um, network. Then lastly... Um, again, another project that's come on the show before, but we love in the NFT space, Eternity. Eternity has announced that they will be dropping an exciting new NFT project on September 18th, this time from Dan Marino. I couldn't be more excited about this as a football fan, not just in the present, but you know, historically speaking, Dan Marino is a legend. Um, and I expect this one is probably going to be expensive. So... Uh, yes. get, get yourselves ready. But Richard, what's coming up on the Cryptocurrent podcast the rest of this week? Absolutely. So uh, yesterday on Monday, we had Colin open with Rubrik. So you can learn more about interoperability and bridging. And what's great about it, over 7,500 different cryptos you have access to using Rubrik Finance. Um, I recommend go checking out that website. I've been looking into it myself to get a couple of different cryptos that I've been trying to get that I couldn't find a way to have access to. So that was awesome. And then this Thursday, we have Aaron Tilton with SmartFi, who's going to be telling you about all the different ways you can trade, earn, and lend using the tools that they've been able to create. Um, another good one. Definitely be peeking that out. And of course, this Friday, Aftershock with um, both Steven and Chris. They'll be coming at you with another amazing live. So make sure you go and check that out. 
And guys, just a, a quick like heads up, you're going to want to be there on Friday because there's a really solid chance that we may get our actual drops in from our digital team. And we're going to take this show up a, a, another notch. Um, but before we wrap this thing up, I just want to make sure because we started to have a little bit of a signal glitch there from Richard. I think there's a storm rolling into Austin right now. Um, but we did have Colin O'Brien's episode with Rubik, Rubik Finance um, yesterday on the Cryptocurrent Podcast, which you can also find available here on YouTube. Um, it was a really awesome episode in my opinion. So you definitely want to check that out. But we also want you to take a look at crypto-current.co where we publish brand new articles and posts two to three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, but that will do it for us this week. Again, I've been Stephen Miller. He's been Richard Carthon, occasionally blurry Richard Carthon and freezing Richard Carthon. However, we will see you next week. Stay Cryptocurrent. Stay Cryptocurrent. Bye, y'all. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Josh Christ. Whether you're well-established as someone who can translate creative energy into the impact you want to have on the crypto world or just getting started as a catalyst for change within the industry, this is a must-listen for you. Richard does an incredible job leading conversations that cover a huge breadth of topics related to the ins and outs of navigating an ever-changing crypto landscape. The leaders who've actually walked the path. Highly recommend listening and subscribing. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.